shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Yes, for the samples, because seasonal allergies are no joke in the state of Tennessee. Or Kentucky, where I spend the summers at Hopetown. I spend most of the summer outdoors and could not function without allergy relief. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. You just described my exact state in waking up minus the need for coffee. (laughs) I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can be outside with the kids at camp without my eyes watering like a fountain, and I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. But at Hopetown, a frog could jump into your boat or your bed, (laughs) and Claritin can't really help with that. That's true, but they've got allergies covered. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. Sissy, you know I sometimes have trouble with sleep. I do. Sometimes because I eat too much of that chocolate lava cake too close to bedtime, but sometimes (laughs) because I just have too much on my mind. So sometimes too much on your stomach, sometimes too much on your mind. Yeah, sometimes both. I talk with kids in my office all the time who have too much on their mind and have trouble falling asleep. Well, recently, I tried the gift of sleep on my Abide app. It was so good, I didn't even make it to the end of it. Yes, their voices are so soothing, and I love the way they're speaking Scripture over us as we work to quiet our minds. Sleep better and find peace. Download the Abide app today and boost your mental, physical, and spiritual health. Right now, we have a special offer for our listeners when you subscribe. 25% off your first year when you sign up for the premium subscription, but only if you text the promo code RBG to 22433. Say it one more time. Text promo code RBG to the number 22433. Don't wait. Download Abide Sleep and Pray Meditation today and text our promo code RBG to David. 22433. Today to get 25% off. We are so excited for you to get to hear 
from two of our favorite people in the whole world. We were jumping up and down in the parking lot when they were coming <laughs> we into were, the building. We were. So much wisdom, so much truth from these parents in the trenches, our dear friends, Pace and Brandon Werner. We have been waiting for this episode for, for how long? When did we ask y'all in the summer? Yeah. We've been counting down the days months. until the summer. <laughs> Melissa's not here and she is going to be a wreck that she missed us. Melissa, we're sorry. You're very important to all four of us and we're really sorry you're not here. But hey, Melissa. Love y'all, you. we are sitting here with two of our dearest friends, favorite people in the whole world. Yes. Which is such a treat. And I was trying to think, Pace, we've been friends for. A long time. Yeah. Since 2001. Would, I, I don't mean, even know how many years that no, is. It was, we were friends years? before that, actually. We got together every Monday night for 12 years, probably. No, longer than that. Till the pandemic and then throw us yeah. off. But we still get together yeah. regularly. Yeah. And I met Brandon with you. The first time you met Brandon, I was there. I Melissa don't and I were know both this here. story. Oh, 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 yes. At June's birthday party? Yes. Wow. Isn't that I don't fun? He kind of blew I me off. I remember that. I remember... Please tell that you were cute. Right you got now. in the car. Oh, gosh. I was he was playing elsewhere. it cool. He was like, <laughs> but where was your focus? What do you mean? That's why I didn't notice Sissy. I was focused <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, God. We should carry on. <laughs> Can I tell a story on you? Yeah. So I think it was two years ago that we were talking, and I said, I've got to run in. David and I are recording a podcast. Melissa's coming too. And you were like, (laughs) a podcast? (laughs) What? You have a podcast? (laughs) Three seasons in? We were three seasons in, I think, which made me so happy. I mean, I'm grateful for you for millions of reasons, but I think it made me even more grateful. You know, we all need friends who it's not about what any of us do or what we're presenting to the world. It's just who we are. And you are both very much that kind of friend to both of us. So, well, I should have known you had a podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm just really proud of y'all. Y'all have done a really good job. Well, you just found out today we had a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I said to Connie a while back, I'm like, did you see what we posted? She was like, I don't know if I follow you. I love what Sissy posts, though. I love, I follow Sissy. Yeah. Connie, I understand Connie. You get it. That's funny. That's good. Well, it's very fun to get to have y'all here. Thank y'all for asking us. No, I'm honored. I mean, let's be honest. The reason I didn't know you had a podcast is because I had you in my back pocket. Yes, Sissy has been one of my dearest friends since I got out of college. Mm. And Melissa and David, y'all have just been like huge resources. And Mm. mostly you've just been my friend. Yeah. Well, we trust your voices and your hearts so much and felt like y'all would have so much wisdom to bring in the trenches. Thank you. Not sure about that, but we'll we'll see. We're sure. So will you tell them a little bit about y'all, about your family, and even what you both do currently and what you've done and Mm. all the different things you've done too, Brandon. So we all just kind of jump around and give a little backstory. Yeah. Well, we have four kids. Amazing kids. That we love dearly. 16, 13, 11, and 7. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. And so we've been connected here for a long time. I mean, gosh, Pace, you were working here with Afton there in your office watching shows while you worked full time. I forgot I that part that you worked that with us. Those so kids have grown up in they, this yes, house. They have. They really yes. grown yes. Up in Our this first house. three were born while I was working here and I had a pack and play in my office and they 
would take naps. So they grew I'd up go here. down in between appointments just to hold one. Oh, Do a yeah. little dopamine hit in the middle, those oh, sweet yeah. burner babies. And who was it? Oh, it was Lolly that would steal the pacifiers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Lucy. Was well, it Lucy? maybe. Lucy's they all did. obsessed with that. Yeah. yeah. So my kids, we've grown up around this place. Yeah. Yeah. I was thankful to have this community as well because I would be gone in northern Iraq mm. on a trip. True. And for you to have this kind of connection here was a gift, was a blessing. But yeah, that's my former life, kind of working in missions, overseas work, and got to travel back and forth and kind of be a part of some some cool projects. So, Which my mom wasn't sure about you marrying Paige she because was of not. that. She was <laughs> not. She was all her <laughs> a nervous wreck. She was oh, a nervous Helen wreck. Helen would just shake yep. her head. Yep. Yep. Every time. But it was amazing work. It was. It it was. Cool yes. It was. You don't do that anymore. No. I quit working at Daystar 10 years ago, and I've been home with my kids full-time. And then I'm also now actually in a three-year training program to become a spiritual director with Dove House Ministries and have loved my work in spiritual direction. So I'm finishing that up in May of this next year and do that one day a week, but then I'm home with the kids. Will you talk about what spiritual direction is? I feel like there will be people who don't know what that means. Sure. The most simple and concise thing I could say is that I get to journey with people on their walk with Jesus Mm. and just walking alongside people in their faith journey. So many people just have hurt. and Mm. Well, we all have hurt and pain, but it's being with them in that, in their relationship to Jesus. Mm. And we both have done that along the way and have have loved it. it. Yes. And when I decided to do it, I felt like some of what was going on with me emotionally was how disconnected I felt from God. Mm. And so just wanting somebody to help me figure out how did I get here and how do I reconnect and how Mm -hmm. do I even know more of how much He loves me, which is what felt like so much of what we did during that time is me just getting to soak in how much He loves me. And she kept saying, be gentle with yourself, Sissy, be gentle with yourself, which I loved. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's a gift. It's a real simple place to connect with God and have others just make sure the voices you're hearing are from God yes. and help kind of discern that and kind of keep you focused. Yeah. And Involves a lot of silence, a lot of reflection. Yes. It sounds hokey, but it's not hokey. Oh, no. It's not. It's a lot of just contemplative yes. being with God. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. I just think how much I would trust you in that space, mm, friend. Me too. Um, what a gift that you're stepping so deeply into this work. Yeah. Thrilled for so many folks who are going to get to journey with you. Thank yes, you. Yes, that is very kind. I love it. It's an honor. Hearing your process has made me want to be connected to Jesus in deeper ways, oh, too. Sissy. Hearing you go through it. Thank you. Yeah. That makes me happy. Sissy, we just spoke in town last night and reminded the parents in the room about putting on their oxygen mask first. That great reminder that flight attendants give parents when they board flights. With summer rolling around and kids home more hours of the week than ever, that reminder feels so important. A hilarious dad who works from home told me last night at the book table that when school ends, sometimes his sanity does as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know who could help that dad out? Our friends at Wendy. Wendy is here to help parents relieve the stress in finding high-quality sitters when they need them. I am talking daily with parents who are worried about summer childcare logistics. Wendy offers a nanny service where they match college students with families for the summer. 
We all love summer and your kids especially love summer, but we lose the consistent schedule of kids in school. This creates all kinds of problems. Thankfully, there is a solution to this problem. Wendy, that's W-Y-N-D-Y, is an app that connects families to college student nannies literally in minutes. These college student nannies are background checked, interviewed, and honestly, just awesome. Wendy has been around for seven years. Over 20,000 families have used Wendy to complete more than 140,000 jobs. There are hundreds of qualified college student nannies on Wendy ready to work near you. Families have greater childcare needs in the summer and college students are looking for jobs. Wendy is here to match families to these college nannies. Everybody wins. This could be part-time or full-time. Wendy has a match for your needs. All you have to do is go to wendy.com slash rbg to start a search for a nanny. And as a special offer, they are going to knock $50 off your search if you go through that link. Wendy provides top-notch service, but at a fraction of the cost of a traditional nanny agency and no ongoing fees. Here's how it works. Go to wendy.com slash rbg to start your search. A Wendy concierge will find great matches for your job and set up interviews for you. You choose the one you like. Get started now because there are a lot of parents out there looking for nannies for the summer. Go to wyndy.com slash rbg. Can we ask you some questions about those <laughs> Y'all ready? awesome kids you were describing? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say yesterday when my children asked me, they said, what is this thing you're going to do in the morning? <laughs> I said, oh, well, you know, Sissy and David and Melissa wrote this book about worry-free and emotionally resilient kids. And Stella from the back of the car goes, we're not worry-free. <laughs> Like, That's so good. I was like, you're right, Stella. I'm not sure I'm qualified. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start there. Oh, I love None that of us introduction. Really are. We're just working towards Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. This is just a case study in the process, right? <laughs> yes. This is not the perfect example. Yes, right. yes. it is. Yeah. I love that introduction to <laughs> beginning our questions. Okay, in thinking on that being our focus for the season. We'd love to ask you, what is a favorite memory or story from growing up that shaped you into who you are? I'm so excited to hear. (laughs) You know, I think for me, my childhood, the memories that I have all kind of relate to these risky stories that I found myself in with my dad. And they were the ones we would tell sitting around the table, but they were like these kind of badges of honor. But all of them, you know, were like where I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was us bailing, throwing hay down out of a loft in a barn into the truck, you know, for our horses and uncovering some yellow jackets and they're swarming us. We have to jump off the loft into the back <laughs> of the truck. And, you know, we're backpacking in Glacier National Park and I'm riding on top of my dad's backpack and we're hiking on a glacier no. and slip and fall. And, you know, my <laughs> uncle grabs me before I fall into these rocks and <laughs> just kind of crazy stories like that. One time we were cutting down a tree and the tree almost fell on me. <laughs> you sound like you lived on Little House in the well, Prairie. Well, you sound a little like <laughs> It was kind of free-range parenting before that mm-hmm. was named yeah. and called a thing. 
I guess I was just thankful for that freedom that I got to experience. Mm. It was risk. It was kind of crazy. Parents would probably be in some trouble for some of that stuff today. But for me, they were kind of these badges of honor Mm. for getting to experience some of that risk, that freedom. And those were some of the stories. But in general, my parents just gave me a lot of trust and a Mm. lot of freedom. And that is what kind of stuck with me more Mm. than anything as Mm. a kid. Which it's so fun to talk to y'all knowing you so well, because hearing you say that, I sure immediately think that's got to be part of why you are as confident as you are and adventurous as you are, because you had the freedom to explore literally the world in the ways that you did. That's a great observation. Mm. So cool. You don't think about that growing up as a kid, but now processing it, looking Mm -hmm. back, 100%. I mean, I'm so thankful for those risks that I was allowed to take Mm. for the freedom that my parents gave me and the trust they gave me rather than me having to earn it Mm. and prove it. And they would dish out a little bit of freedom here and there. It was more, we trust you 100%. And as I made mistakes, there are consequences, but I was thankful for that freedom. It gave me confidence. Mm You know, it's funny when I had to think about this question, my mind immediately goes to like two different scenes. They both have to do with my mom. I remember as a kid, this probably only happened like three times, but it just had such an impression. We would meet in our, what we called our playroom and was where our TV was. And all of us would be in there and we'd be watching TV. And I had just taken my shower, I'm in my pajamas, and my mom was curling my hair in sponge rollers. And I was sitting in her lap while she's curling my hair, and we're watching a TV show. And just that, like, warmth of family and all being together and being tended to, Mm. but all while we're, like, bonding and— And then also this other thing just left such an impression is I remember when I would crawl up in my mom's lap and laying my head against her chest and hearing her heartbeat when she'd be talking on the phone Mm -hmm. and something about that warmth of Mm -hmm. just her care for me. I was always like, what are things that made me who I am today? Those are like two of the things that come to me right away is just that nurturing Mm -hmm. and wanting that nurture and wanting to give that as well to my kids and my family. And such simple Yes. Thing. They were not jumping out of barns. Those had such mm. impressions on me. Connection. Deep yeah. Connection. I talked to somebody yesterday who said, which I thought was brilliant, that she was watching YouTube videos to learn to braid hair because she has the best conversations with her daughter, who's adolescent, because the daughter's looking straight ahead. And it's this connectedness, but mm. it's less awkward thought that was so smart. So I love, I guess we're not really putting sponge rollers. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I had a few of those myself too. It's oh, just I interesting. Those most connecting memorable things are just being along in the journey. They're not these intentional kind of teaching moments yeah. that I felt from my dad or you felt mm-hmm. from your mom. It was just a connection mm. in kind of going along with what they were doing, mm-hmm. what they were involved in, the adventure. Yeah. And where you felt loved. Yeah. I think that's so interesting, even what we talk so much about boys and girls with connection, that yours was built around risk and adventure, and yours mm-hmm. was this intimate connection mm-hmm. with, you know, as a male and as a female, yeah. and it feels so much what, like what kids are longing for. Picture, yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Sissy, how many Bibles do you have in your Bible collection? 
Well, I have quite a few because I can't pass up a beautiful Bible, but I have a few favorites I use regularly. There is something about having a go-to Bible for taking notes and highlighting key verses. I love returning to a verse in my favorite Bible months or years later and reading the margin notes. Yes, I know what you mean. One of the things I love about the Explorer Bible for Kids is that it has special verses already highlighted, along with notes and bonus content right within the pages. What a great way for kids to begin engaging in Bible study. It sure is. You know what else I love about this Bible? It comes in several different formats. Hardcover, leather options with cute designs, and our promo code works on all of them. Are you kidding? I didn't even realize that. I have been so focused on the colorful hardcover copy we have in our offices, but they have leather too, and our listeners can get it 50% off. What an amazing deal. Buy your copy of the Explorer Bible for Kids today at LifeWay.com and get 50% off using code RBG. So y'all's kids range from elementary to high school. So what are some things that you think are helping in the process (laughs) of your kids become emotionally strong and worry-free? Some things that you're doing. I feel like I'm just going to answer for you a little bit. Okay. One of the things that I love that y'all do is that I feel like you have a mix of being very aware, but also the sense of letting your kids take risk. And your kids have a really great sense of independence Hmm. when you can push some of them away enough to get them to do it. But I, I mean, it's such a gift and so needed for kids today. I think sometimes I don't step back and evaluate always the parenting that we're doing, but... I am thankful that they have learned to take risks, that we've given them that freedom as well. Kind of what I talked about, just a little bit of that freedom to mess up, to go explore on their own. That was important to me, and I think I wanted that for our kids, but it does have to kind of come natural. It can't be this manufactured, I want it to happen like this. Mm -hmm. But I think we've been a good balance of that kind of wildness and just a a tender kind of nurturing. Mm -hmm. I do have a specific story. Oh, good. Please. We went to Universal two years ago. And for all of you that know, the Hagrid's ride, the motorcycle Mm. ride. Oh, my gosh. I love that thing. Two of them had ridden it with us and loved it. And two of them had not. And we were like really having to push, 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 push to the point we weren't going to like put them on their crying, but we were like... It's going to be one of those regrets. Yeah. I mean, y'all, they barely got on that thing. But as soon as it was over, it was like, <laughs> I mean, they went bananas. Yes. Do you remember? I do. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was just like they could go climb Mount Everest, yes. you know, because the thrill and the excitement and like conquering the fear was yes. just, I feel like we're always as parents trying to do that thing where it's like, go, go, go. Mm. But to the point that it feels comfortable to them and Afton right now is about to do a little exchange program in France next summer with sister cities of Nashville. And it's uncomfortable. He knows no one, but he wants to do it. It's just like taking those risks that feel real out of your comfort zone, but who knows what's going to come of it. And it could be terrible. Your host family could be horrible, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so great you prepare them that way. I mean, those conversations. We don't know. Right. There's no guarantees here, but. You'll come back as a fuller person, you know, Mm -hmm. with what you're coming back with. I read something in the anxiety research on the books. 
I mean, obviously kids need to do hard things, which is exactly what you're saying. The thing that I read said, the harder the thing is, the more confidence a child derives from it. Mm. Getting on this scary ride or going to live abroad for a period of time, the amount of confidence. I think about kids that we send to wilderness programs, and I feel like they come home feeling like, yes, I'm so fierce. Yeah, It can be so counterintuitive to allow our kids to do things that are dangerous, risky, potentially setting them up to get hurt. Mm. It's hard to let those things just play out rather than jump in and kind of control it Mm -hmm. and try to fix it. I think that's where I've learned when they are afraid, when they are anxious, when they are not able to kind of get through something, I want to fix it. I want to create a plan, find a way, talk through, and make it better. Yeah, right. Of course. Of course, that's what we want to do. But I've learned to just ask good questions and listen and let them be okay with not being okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times where they get to play out the building confidence in other ways rather than trying to fix it with my plan. Yes. I feel like y'all are doing the coolest thing right now with Afton. I mean, I think what you do is you give your kids opportunities to prove that they're capable, such as right now he is... He has his own little business that he has started where he and Brandon go garage sailing every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And they go buy things, and then he sells it on eBay. And he has done amazing. He's had some fails. Good. But he's had some definitely some huge successes. But he's had to figure the whole process out, how to package it, how to go to the post office. And it's been an amazing learning curve for him. To the point that he's selling a car, right? He oh, yeah, sold he just sold car. it this week. I mean, yes. Unbelievable. Awesome? No wonder yeah. he's so amazing. I know. You know. Such good practical experiences. Yes. But he has to do it. Yeah. To truly build the self-esteem. It's right. not him doing something well for me. It's not him performing well. It's like him having an idea, having the freedom to follow through with it, and then experiencing success or failure. Either way, it's an experience that was his. That's where you build self-esteem. Yes. That's incredible. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so not surprised to hear that story. <laughs> I want to ask you both this. What is something, looking back at your early years of parenting, that you worried about that you wish you hadn't? Immediately, I was like, oh, I would try to please other parents mm. and hurt my children in the process. Uh, oh, so much regret there. Oh, God, just think of times where I just, especially with like these poor first children, Mm -hmm. you want to get it right so bad. And when you have your first, you're just working your tail off to do that. And so you're like wanting the other parent's approval. Mm -hmm. And I just, oh, things that I regret where I disciplined in ways that I'm like, he's just doing whatever. So I do regret caring more about what other parents thought than how I cared for my child. Thanks for your honesty. Yeah. I think for me, it was more just having this list of things I thought I needed to teach Afton. I mean, he was our test case. Mm -hmm. He was our firstborn. So having that expectation of what I needed to teach him, what I needed to communicate to him. And I think for me, that got in the way at times of just being present in the moment maybe having an agenda too much, feeling like I had a plan. I had what I wanted to accomplish. Mm, Y'all, thank you. The countdown is on. 
This week, November 18th, the new season of The Chosen will start in theaters. Then episodes will begin releasing for free in The Chosen app before Christmas. This series has made such an impact on the world, David. Millions of people have watched this compelling look at the life of Christ. It's unbelievable how many lives have been changed through The Chosen. Well, maybe not completely unbelievable. Jesus has a way of doing that, doesn't he? He sure does. I can't wait to see how people respond to this tension-filled chapter of the story of Jesus' life. But it's all centered around Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. That's definitely a message that's going to connect with people. Don't we know it? The Chosen Season 3 begins this week in theaters, November 18th. Visit thechosentickets.com for more information. That's thechosentickets.com. Okay, so what is one statement you wish someone had said to you as you started the parenting journey? I wish someone had said, you're going to love them so much it hurts Mm. really bad. Mm. Oh, I could cry. I just adore those children so much. You're sad to see them go, and you're ecstatic to see them come back, and you hurt so much when they hurt, and you want to go beat people up that hurt them, and oh, it's just hard. But it's like the most amazing gift, Mm. but it hurts. It's such a deep thing you're carving out in your soul when you choose to put a human out in the world. Mm. Mm. That's good. I think a mantra that I will always carry that was from a mentor of mine passed away some years back, David Durham, Mm. is just be present in the moment. And, you know, that's meant different things for me over the years. The thing that I can offer is just that love of a father. And so being present with that, Mm. and that helps silence those, you know, need to X with my kids and kind of remember just to be present with them and that they need love more than anything. When you look around you, both of you, what do you see other parents struggling with the most? I think the need to control, the Mm -hmm. need to be in control, Mm -hmm. and the need to carry out an agenda that they have in their head, that voice playing out that they should be doing this, their kids should be acting like this, you know, and that's tough. It's tough to carry that around. Letting go of that need to control, that's a tough one. To piggyback on that, I think parents just trying to get it right. Mm. So everybody's like yeah, trying right. so hard to do the right thing as a parent. And when you do that, then you're judging all the other parents who aren't doing mm. it right. I'm guilty of this, I'm saying. You're going to be an imperfect parent. Be okay with not doing it right. And both of those are about me. Yeah. I need to get yeah. it right. I need Absolutely. control. Yeah. And it's what I said I regret. Mm. I was trying to do it right for another parent and not for my child. As we talk about feelings around here all the time, we always feel like we want to arm ourselves with truth. And so what would you each say? You said a mantra already, but what would y'all each say is one truth that kind of helps you get through? For me, it's like I'm only responsible for me Mm. and like my relationship with Jesus. God has my children. God has Brandon. Yes, I am their parent, but also at the end of the day, I can't control them. Like, there's only so much I can do. And so, what am I doing? Who am I being as a human? Because my children are watching that. What am I investing the majority of my time in? 
I keep going back to that. I can't control Mm -hmm. these little humans. They're not little anymore. And spiritually, God's in charge of them. And so I don't have to worry with that, even though I can do that. Yeah. I think a truth that I go to as well is that they're on a journey. Mm. And I trust that is going to be a journey of redemption and one that God plays a big part in along the road. I know it'll be one of pain and one of loss and one of success, but it's going to be a mixed journey. And I trust them with God on that journey. And so I have to remind myself that it's not one I need to be perfect so that it feels good for me, but that I trust them with God and the journey he has them on. And the failures, the pain are part of that Mm. and will shape them to be who they are. And I know I've had those that have shaped me. And I mean, we all have, but I have to remind myself of that. That's a truth I think that's important to me. Mm. I think also to let there be other voices in their lives, Mm. like Daystar. I mean, we are so lucky here Mm -hmm. and to have you guys, but to let them have other people speaking into their lives other Mm. than just us, whether that's family or grandparents or young life leaders or whatever, that we're not the only source because we sure need each other. I'm so thankful Melissa just took my son out and have dinner with him and birthday shopping. Which is such a cool thing. And I think people would never expect that your 16-year-old son would want to be with Melissa, who, sorry, Melissa, we're telling your age, is 73. Oh, my gosh. They are all like, when do we get to be with Melissa? So it's not that it has to be a 25-year-old kid who, you know, I mean, it's just somebody who loves and pours into your kids. Obviously, Melissa is extra gifted in the realm of kids. She is. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Just listening to the two of you and thinking folks listening are now completely aware why we were so excited about this interview. I'm thinking that too. I know. And why we trust your voices so much, you too. What a gift it is that you would carve out this time to be with us. Thank you. so grateful for your voices. It's sweet to be here. Yeah, thank Mm. you. Daystar, this place has meant so much to our family. Mm. We've got a lot of history. we got a lot of history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I can't not say too, because it's so significant of our journey with you that we had ping pong losses of our moms. Within weeks. Yeah. My we mom was this, December 12th. Your mom was... Yeah, in November the 30th. We were on this parallel journey. Yes. We yes, were texting y'all. each other yeah. like, wow. this is what's happening. Yeah. While they were hospice. Oh, yeah. And I just felt so much less alone thinking this Same. person. I love and trust so much is walking out this Mm. very journey. Same. You recommended a book to me in that time, I remember, that was transformative as I was traveling that road Mm. and just so grateful. In fact, I was thinking as you were telling that story about your mom, for Mm. all four of us, like all four of us came from these strong, beautiful women. Yes. Golly, just reflecting on that. And the gift of knowing all three of your moms, Mm. like that is such a gift to me that I know all three of your moms. I think. It's a huge part as we talk about things that shaped us, that shaped all four of us as we sit here having this conversation that God was so generous to us to give us that. So true. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you said that, Sissy. Well, I couldn't have gotten through losing my mom without knowing that you'd walked it. Yeah. It feels like such a reflection of everything the two of you said about 
you know, when you told the story about Universal and you talked about how much confidence you get in the harder things, mm-hmm. that the best stuff, all the best stuff always comes from the hardest stuff. Yes. All four of us know it. Yes. You know? We're deeper because of those losses. Mm, and yeah. that was agonizing. And yes. your kids are more confident because they tried something super difficult yes. and hard. Like mm. all the best stuff comes from the hardest stuff. And mm. yet... Brandon, as you were saying, the temptation is just to get in the way of that. As parents, I don't want my kids to experience it. Mm. And it's where the best stuff is, Mm. as we know. It's so true. Just thinking about teaching them to advocate for themselves. And if we step in and do all their advocating, they're never going to get anywhere. But if they're learning that skill. Well, and that even as we sit here and reflect on losing our parents, that Mm. all on the way, we're preparing our kids for really hard things that every one of us are going to face as adults. Mm -hmm. Like it Mm -hmm. just... Loss is inevitable. So Mm -hmm. if we're not preparing them in the small stuff on the front side, how will they ever be prepared in the big stuff on the Mm. back side? So Mm. love Mm. what y'all shared. Oh, well, when you asked about Afton's business, Sissy, Uh I was thinking, ultimately, I feel like we're preparing him to go be without us. He's having to figure out how to go make money, (laughs) how to go live on his own, because we won't be there thinking about losses. Mm. Yeah, But that's hopefully what we're ushering each of them to be independent creatures. Yes. We like to end with something fun. We got a two-part question. (laughs) Queso or guac? (laughs) Guac. I'm a guac guy too. Yeah. Makes four of us, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. So split, I think I'm peso. You your time, and right. Pace has stopped having cheese, and it's just undone me. <laughs> <laughs> In the last couple months, I can't get well, it. She will still have guac with you. Okay, okay. She'll still have guac with you. Yeah. And what's your favorite kind of taco? Oh, that's an easy one for me right now. It's uh, number seven at Ladybird Taco. Oh. It's <laughs> my favorite. I've had it twice this week. What is number seven? It has the brisket and like the crispy potatoes. Oh. And it's just amazing. It's Have you had it in the morning and added eggs to it? I've added eggs wow. to it. Wow. That's a secret hack right there. Wow, yes, y'all. That's a pro move. Though. That's good. Mine, it's so funny. I thought you were going to say mine. But there's this place we go to over on Nolensville Road that's an old gas station. And oh my gosh. Why have you never taken me there? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you get a whole chicken and so it's messy. You know, you're just oh. sitting there, but it is unbelievable. You get these pickled onions and all the hot sauces, and there's nothing glamorous about it. Mm. It is amazing. And our yeah. family loves, you're kind of like carnivores. You're like, ah, when yeah, you, you're just picking at it. A lot of hands. It's yeah. a, a lot of messy work, but it is amazing. Sounds amazing. Okay, we'd like to go. I know. We're inviting yeah, ourselves sure. that's yeah, an to go with you. Yeah, that's amazing. And Melissa will bring you. Yes. Well, y'all, as you were talking, I was thinking the verse came to my mind, and I looked up the message version of it, but I feel like this is what we're talking about, and I feel like this is just what y'all have just done for every person who's had the gift of hearing y'all talk today. So it's called The Rescue, which I didn't know in the message. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 5 says, All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of His healing comfort. Mm. We get a full measure of that, too. Wow. Thanks for being that today, guys. Thanks, sissy. Yeah. Love y'all lots. Love y'all. This has been very fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. Yes.
What an amazing conversation. <laughs> Could have talked with him for hours. I know. I know. And I loved what you said to him at the end of like, of course, we would love everything. I mean, it's just, yeah, they're just amazing people. What were the things that stayed with you the most? Well, I definitely loved when Brandon talked about, I could just picture him growing up with his dad and those adventures they had, but that that sense of not even just that it was risk and adventure, but that it felt like trust and that trust led to more confidence in him. And even how they're translating that into their own parenting yes. with letting Afton have that amazing little business yes. that he's worked his way from small items to a car. I know. I know. That guy's going to end up an entrepreneur like his dad with those skills in place. I know. What's something you loved? You know, I loved when Pace talked about just, I'm responsible for me. And I think it's so easy to lose that for all of us in Mm. any relationship, not just in parenting. Like, Mm. I'm trying to manage others, control others, change others. And I'm responsible for me, my relationship with God, my work I need to do. I love when she reminded us of that. There's so much freedom in what both of them said. And I loved when she said, we're going to be imperfect parents and we need to be okay not getting it right and that there's so much trust that we can find in God in the midst of that. This is one I want to go back and listen to over and over. Me too. Love those folks. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to click the follow button in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. To learn more about our parenting resources or to see if we're coming to a city near you, visit our website at RaisingBoysAndGirls.com. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.